I think this guy knows better than anybody. Free agency, the salary cap, how it all works, what the Browns can do. From Pro Football Focus on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline, it's my buddy Brad Spielberg. What's up, Brad? Hey, hey, how's it going? What's up, brother? How you been? I've been good. I've been good. Just recovering from Vegas and uh, getting ready for Indianapolis for the Combine. Oh, boy. How was Vegas? It was cool. It was definitely a good time. They put on a, uh, you know, they can host a good event there in Las Vegas. And uh, I, I think the Super Bowl will be returning there at some point in the near future. I take me through where you think the Browns are right now. Obviously, over the cap at the moment, there will be some maneuvering. There's obviously free agents that will leave, et cetera. But how do you view what happened this past year in, in Berea, how this team played? Certainly surprised. They swept all the awards. You know, what, what are your thoughts on Cleveland right now heading into the offseason? Yeah, I think there's reason for continued optimism. They have to, you know, bring back some important pieces. I think Zadarius Smith, even though the sack numbers weren't there, was still a very, very disruptive player. Um, can put him on the inside, can obviously bring him off the edge. And I think his, his presence is what unlocked and helped, you know, defensive player of the year, Miles Garrett, take even more steps, be more versatile, you know, mugging A-gaps and, and lining up all over as well. So what Jim Schwartz did was awesome to see. I think they can get even better um, if they continue to add some pieces along that defensive line, particularly on the interior. And then you just got to get healthy at quarterback and hope you get enough out of the offense to complement that, that very, very good defense. From a cap perspective, and I want to get into positions of need and certainly some names, but from a cap perspective, where they are right now, how are they going to maneuver this whole thing? Yeah, so they have a, t- a ton of flexibility. They're negative $20 million in cap space near the bottom of the NFL. But if you look at just what they could clear from simple restructures of, of deals, obviously Deshaun Watson's $46 million salary, it jumps to the top of that list. Maybe you look into a guy like a Denzel Ward, maybe a pay cut for a player like Nick Chubb, and very quickly you can clear a lot of room, give yourself some flexibility to maybe add a little bit of talent um, you know, and supplement out this roster. So I'm not going to say they're, they're healthy. They're obviously spending as much as any team in the NFL. They led the league in cash spending uh, last year, or maybe were second. Um, and, and as of today, they're scheduled to be leading the NFL in cash spending again in 2024. So, it's an expensive roster, but it's a talented one, um, and they have a path forward to, you know, for Andrew Berry and Coda to keep this thing going. Brad Spielberg with us from Pro Football Focus, uh, PFF.com. If you're not subscribing, you should. Uh, I'm on there almost every day. I absolutely love it. Position of need. It's interesting. You know, you guys have it on your site. Wide receivers, safeties, and interior defenders. And we mentioned before, this team a year ago, inter- interior defenders was at the top of the list. I mean, they're they're – Interior, their D-line was an embarrassment. Got a lot better this year under Jim Schwartz, but you still have that on the list, don't you? Yep, still on there. I think it is actually the number one need still for this team. And I mentioned the ability to move Darius Smith inside. And obviously, Dalvin Tomlinson's a phenomenal football player. <laughs> Extremely high-floor guy that always gives you, you know, good effort on all three downs. Showed an improved ability to rush the passer in Minnesota. And I think that traveled over to Cleveland. But I think just you, you benefit from having – more of a true, you know, one-gapping, three-technique, get upfield in a hurry, push the pocket, cause problems for opposing quarterbacks up the middle. I think that would pair very well with, you know, a Devin Thompson that can play three-tech, but I think fits better as a, you know, a one-technique, more of a, a nose tackle that can also push the pocket, but, but isn't a pass rusher. So I still would say it's probably the number one need. Um, I want to say safety uh, probably needs an update because that was when Grant Delpit was a free agent, uh, but obviously he no longer is. 
It's interesting you mentioned before about Zadarius. Um, I, I just, you know, they got a couple of guys that were kind of on one-year deals with Harris and Smith, and like you mentioned, Smith. I mean, they've got to bring these guys back, but again, it's got to be at the right price, right? Yeah, got to be at the right price, no question about it. They have some interesting decisions ahead of them. I think they were smart to get out ahead of some of these. I mentioned Grant Delpit getting a good deal done there. I think we're going to see some safety sign some decent contracts in free agency with Kyle Duggar and Cameron Curl and um, Antoine Winfield might get franchise tag, Xavier McKinney in New York. So not a ton of tough decisions. Um, you know, I think one of the linebackers maybe like an Anthony Walker or a Sione Takitaki, two guys that played some good snaps and, you know, can cover pretty well, can tackle sideline to sideline. That'll be interesting. And then, yeah, a guy like a Shelby Harris comes in on a one-year flyer. Do you stay in that market? Do you make a bigger splash? So no massive, you know, pending free agents, but some important contributors nonetheless. Tell me about wide receiver. And uh, <laughs> it's interesting because, like, Amari Cooper really has played well, and then it's almost like a wait and see on everybody else. Um, what are your thoughts? And, and is this something where because they don't have a first-round pick, they immediately address maybe with one or two free agent wide receivers. Like, how do you look at what do you think Andrew Barry's going to do? Yeah, I mean, you look at last year, they not only, you know, trade, what was it, their second for Elijah Moore and a third, right. but then use that third on Cedric Tillman. So you basically use your second and third round pick on these young wide receivers. And I think they're talented players. I think we probably would have seen or will see more of them when you get a healthy Deshaun Watson in the offense for a full off season, working with these guys, building, developing chemistry, you know, particularly Tillman, I think is a good downfield threat that will fit very well, kind of taking over more of that Donovan Peoples Jones role. And then Moore is a good underneath player can win downfield as well. A good route runner, good separator. I just still think we haven't quite scratched the surface of his potential yet. So like you said, though, we haven't seen a ton there and you think they might want to add, you know, some complimentary pieces, maybe, some kind of savvy veteran, high-floor players. Uh, I know you cover the Detroit Lions. A guy like a Josh Reynolds, like a, a sure-handed, reliable guy. I yeah. know the playoff game didn't go great, but, you know, a third down target, <laughs> uh, you know, a money down target. That was who he was, unfortunately for him, outside of the biggest moment of the season. But you know, a player like that in that mold um, I think would make a lot of sense. A K.J. Osborne from Minnesota, just like a, a solid wide receiver four. Um, There's a safety valve sometimes. Uh, if he gets open, sitting down in soft spots against zone, um, and everyone else clearing space for him. It's funny. I got a, a buddy that's texting me. He's a huge Browns fan. He's like, oh, but you're having Brad on. Ask him about Michael Pittman to the Browns. I said, they're not spending $20 million on Michael Pittman, are they? Uh, yes. Good luck to him. If he's listening, I uh, started to burst the bubble. <laughs> uh, I mean, I also just think he's going to get franchise tagged uh, by Indianapolis. So I don't think he's going to be available regardless. But yeah, I don't think they can go quite that big. Look, I do think they will spend, and I do think Andrew Barry um, is an aggressive GM that understands they're already spending a lot, but is not going to shy away if the market value lines up. But I don't think Pittman is a realistic option. Uh, you mentioned safeties before. I know you talked about Duggar and possible you know, franchise tag situation there, but any names that you could throw out there? I mean, you said Duggar and, and, and Curl earlier, but what could be realistic here? Yeah, so like I said, I think that we need to update our needs because that was before the uh, the extension for Grant Delpit. But there are a lot of good, you know, if you want to look for a Rodney McLeod or Deron Harmon replacements, like some cheaper players near right. the bottom of the market. You always get a ton um, of safety. So I guess one that's interesting to me could be a guy named J, J. Ron Curse, who's with the Dallas Cowboys, previously the Minnesota Vikings. He's different. He's about 6'4", probably 230 pounds. He's kind of your 
I'm not going to say he's a hybrid, hybrid linebacker, but he can play in the slot. He can play down in the box. And maybe he's a good fit because, you know, the Browns don't love to spend much um, money or draft capital on linebacker. You know, obviously, Jeremiah Usukoromo just lined up really, really well. But then you, maybe you add a safety who has coverage ability, can we play kind of more of that hybrid linebacker role, like an Anthony Walker type of role in this defense. Um, so, so J-Ron Curse is interesting to me. But, yeah, I don't think they'll go big there. Um, but, yeah, you know, a third safety is an important position in today's NFL. You see a lot of, you know, three safety looks across the league. What kind of money do you think JOK, if they want to extend him, and obviously with the cap and everything else, that's a guy you got to keep around. What, do, what kind of money do you think that uh, would take to extend him? Yeah, he's interesting. Obviously, missing time with injury, came in with the, with the concerns about the heart. So, you know, that is always a fascinating dynamic and something I can't really, you know, put a dollar value on. I think he's kind of in that second tier. He, he's a really, really good sideline-to-sideline player. He's great coming forward, can make plays in the backfield, tackles for loss, get pressure on the opposing quarterback. Not the greatest coverage linebacker in the world. Um, and I think that is the one different skill set that propels guys to the top of the market. So I think I would assume they're more trying to operate in the 9, 10, 11, 12 range, kind of mid-tier market at linebacker. Uh, and maybe they do explore that. Because, yeah, I mean, they, they obviously were a huge fan of his coming out, and he's been a good player. Brad Spielberger with us from Pro Football Focus. You and I talk about the Lions a lot, but when we're talking about the Browns here, you know, getting to the quarterback is something I just love that Jim Schwartz brought to the table. And obviously, they up they had to upgrade their talent uh, across the defensive line last year. They did, and then they got into the Schwartz system, and he was fantastic and won, uh, obviously, assistant uh, uh, coach of the year. Could they make a push and maybe trade for Hassan Reddick and put him opposite of Miles Garrett? Would that be scary good? Or do you think, eh, from a money perspective, maybe the Browns are not somebody, not, not a team that they could do that realistically? Yeah, I mean, they also the the least draft capital in the NFL for, for you know, per our metrics, we use it over the cap.com where we put a, you know, a value on each draft pick where it falls in the draft. Um, the Browns are dead last in the, in the available draft capital to them. So, you know, their first round pick is obviously going to the Houston Texans, for example, and, and I'm thinking they're missing another one as well. So that also complicates it, not just the money, but also at that point, you're basically probably not having a meaningful draft class for two years in a row. Um, and it's really, really hard because the way that you can balance out a really good veteran-led expensive roster is if you then do hit on a bunch of draft picks and they are able to kind of help you, you know, get the surplus value, fill some of the voids. You hope, uh, you know, Siaki Ika and, and Isaiah McGuire and some of these players can can have complementary educational roles, but you can't really count on it. So as fun as it would be, um, it, you know, I think you have your Hassan Reddick equivalent to a degree um, already in the fold, um, and, and, you know, it's kind of a, a smaller undersized outside linebacker pass rusher type, and, and I think that you can't, you know, take that big of a swing as good as Reddick's been. My final thing, you look at the division, and obviously the Browns were right there competing for it last year. It was the Ravens' division, but the Browns were there made the playoffs. How did they make the jump? The jump. I know everybody here just talks about Deshaun all the time, but what what what, what do they got to do to take the next step in your mind? Yeah, he's a, he's a huge part of it, but also you got to have positive variants to tackle and just staying healthy. Can Dewan Jones with a full offseason become a legitimate strength of this offensive line? He get some really, really good tape last year. Um, you know, functional play strength and, and pass protection ability against some of the better speed to power rushers already there. Um, but can he continue to refine his game, refine his technique? Um, and, and then, you know, hope for 
some better play at left tackle, get Jedrick Wills in that fifth-year option to take another step and, and stay healthy for a full year. So it's not just Watson. I think if the protection, particularly on the edge, can also improve, the entire offense can improve, and then both sides of the ball you know, are firing at all cylinders. Brad, love talking to you, my friend. Uh, appreciate the time as always, and we'll see what uh, how Andrew Barry kind of navigates through this uh, offseason. Thanks, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Brad Spielberger with us from Pro Football Focus. Follow him on Twitter at PFF underscore Brad on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. All right, you heard what Brad had to say. They've got to get creative. Can they get creative in free agency but yet hit some home runs? I mentioned Hassan Reddick. I want to get to that coming up next right here on The Fan.